Man, am I ever excited about this episode to share with you guys. It started off with a conversation on Instagram a few weeks ago and uh, an acceptance to be interviewed on the YVR Remo show. Uh, our next guest comes from a very unique background, very different from a lot of our other guests in pro hockey. He's made the transition to real estate and after a year is having a lot of success, not only in his residential real estate, but also in investing in real estate. He's going to share some of his, his thoughts on goals and how to achieve them. He's going to share some thoughts on why Scottsdale is becoming one of the next places to look at buying an investment. He's also going to share some feedback on his future perspectives and what the transition was like uh, moving from one career to another. So whether you're someone looking to invest in real estate, you're in real estate as an agent or somebody else, or you're looking to just quite simply listen to somebody who has a completely diverse background, talk about their goals. I think you're going to enjoy this next episode with our good man, Eddie Lack. By the way, if you're liking the show so far, make sure to rate us. Give us a five-star in iTunes if you're liking it. Share it with your friends and subscribe. I hope you like this episode. I really think you will. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. Eddie Lack, welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, we've been talking about doing this now for, I don't know, two weeks. We met three weeks ago. You were gracious enough to share your time with me. And you show up and the guy's wearing a t-shirt and his hair's flicked over. <laughs> I'm just bugging. I'm just bugging. Eddie, thanks so much for joining me today. It man. is Mother's Day Sunday. I mean, it is Mother's Day Sunday. I think uh, that we can give me a little bit of a break here. Yeah, you beat me to it. I was about to redeem it and say I, I tracked you down on a Sunday night at 5 o'clock right before your favorite show on Mother's Day. So this is completely my fault. Thank you very much for joining me today. Man, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been fun uh, chatting over the past few weeks here as we've been talking about uh, your transition into a new career. Um, and a lot of people listening to this podcast actually might not know your name right away. So let's just quickly uh, bring them through your career, what you were doing before this, and where you're at today. And we'll, we'll talk about all sorts of fun stuff along the way. So um, you were working, uh, playing professional hockey, as uh, a lot of people on here know, at the highest heights of hockey in the world. So the NHL. And um, how long were you in, in, um, uh, in the NHL for there, Eddie? How many years? Uh, so I was in the NHL for about five years. Uh, my first years was uh, with the Vancouver Canucks and the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, uh, Calgary Flames, and New Jersey Devil. So I've been a little bit everywhere. <laughs> so you've been all over the place. So playing at the highest heights, and you went from one coast to down south to the other side and then back up. So I feel like you did the route of North America, almost every different angle. Um, <laughs> what was that like moving from city to city first and foremost from a, from a living standpoint, not from a hockey standpoint, just lifestyle living? What did you learn in, in those transitions? That's part of a job to be able to just pack up and move like that, right? And, and, and uh, uh, we actually liked it. Like now when we've been in like the same spot for like a year and a half, we're actually getting like a little bit bored. Right. So, uh, now, now, uh, 
the thing that I learned most about that was probably just like how to interact with people and make friends and 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 just uh, throw me into like any situation and I know that I can still like thrive thrive and and like make good friends so uh, that's probably the biggest thing that I learned that's so key I mean and, and it says a lot that we've only just connected for a few weeks and you talk as if you're a friend so you're clearly comfortable connecting with people which makes uh, the transition into your next career at least so far make a ton of sense in real estate and working as a real estate agent which is is you probably have known about a year into it now so far it's not easy there's a lot of things to learn uh, a lot of different dynamics you're dealing with hundreds of thousands if not i don't know i'd love to find out what your biggest sale is <laughs> maybe millions of dollars uh, people don't want to mess around and they really need to care about you and uh, and like who you are. So making the transition from pro hockey into real estate, uh, was that your first choice or did you have other thoughts of what you might do? Yeah. So uh, real estate has always been something that I've been interested in and uh, my family uh, has been doing real estate back home for my whole life. Right. So I've been, been around it all the time and, uh, we have a few hotels back home and, and, and uh, that's, uh, that's always something that's been interesting to me. And, and, and uh, uh, I didn't want to move back to Sweden. I wanted to stay here in, in sunny Arizona. So, so yeah, <laughs> we, we uh, figured that we would just do our own thing here. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it's been great so far. So how did you get from, from Vancouver to Carolina, New Jersey, Calgary to, to Scottsdale? So we visited here a few times and like, like, like obviously I played here a few times. Uh, so I spent some time here and like, I always loved it. Uh, my wife spent a little bit more time than me. Most of the time when I was here was like uh, around the rink and practicing games, right? But uh, my wife spent spent a little bit more time than me uh, visiting like the cities and everything like that. So uh, we were talking when it was time to buy something about Scottsdale or Florida or California, really, because we wanted someplace warm and uh, uh, California just too much traffic for me like I hate traffic <laughs> like I can't stand it so uh, that was out and like Florida with the, the hurricanes and everything that goes through there uh, Scottsdale just seemed like a great place to live with the, uh, like the house prices and like the property taxes and just like the quality of life right so uh, we actually bought this house when I got traded from Calgary to New Jersey and we had nowhere to put my stuff or our stuff. Um, so we decided instead of moving it to Jersey because my contract was coming up and moving it there for like three months that was left of the season, we uh, decided to buy a house down here. So uh, we actually, bought this house over FaceTime. We never saw it. And yeah, I mean, it, it turned out great. We love it here. 
So let's talk about that experience as we talk about your career and get into it. The experience of buying something digitally. I mean, I'd say when you did that, I guess it was about a year, was it about a year ago, two years ago? Uh, we bought that uh, two, two years ago, a little over two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So two years ago, the idea of buying a house virtually for most people was extremely rare. I mean, you'd have a small percentage of people who did that. And uh, like now after what just happened with COVID and the, this coronavirus pandemic and what's going on, I'm seeing so much advertising for virtual tours and Matterports and online buying and, and things of that nature. Why were you yeah. comfortable doing that in your, your space? What made you comfortable with the idea of buying FaceTime? So we have always been like very spontaneous and just like jump on an opportunity, right? Like I've, I've never been the kind of person that are uh, looking back and dwelling what's been like, 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 like I've, for me, like the next goal has always been in my mind. Right. And uh, that's what I always say too. like, I don't, like it when i reach my goals because i love the journey so much there right like the journey the journey there makes it so worth it right and uh, we didn't really have a choice i mean like we were either gonna uh, move the stuff to jersey or like sell sell like all the furniture and everything that we had right and uh, my wife had been bugging me for a long time to get something down, down, down here. So yeah, uh, the opportunity opened up and we just, yeah, we just took it. That's awesome, man. So, so let's if you're okay with it, uh, Joanne, it sounds like she's your partner in crime. When we talked, when we first met and we first had a conversation, you were talking about how you bought one of your investment properties and you mentioned that Joanne was the one who, who found it or, or managed it. And it seems like she really has interest in that as well. Um, would you say that for someone who's looking, and we're going to talk a little bit about the investment piece in a few minutes here, but for someone who's looking to uh, make an investment like that and in your position per se, was it, was it really important to you to have a partner who was looking for these types of things and was on the same page as you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so I, so I wouldn't say that you need a partner like that, but I would say it makes it like a lot easier and, uh, uh just uh to have like more eyes just looking at the different projects and we can go over things and like she's uh, usually better at stuff that i'm bad at so we uh, complement each other like very well that way that's awesome man so tell us a little bit about moving to scottsdale and setting up shop there you mentioned to me that you ended up buying an investment property or purchasing an investment property very quickly after showing up there. You know, as someone just moving to Scottsdale who basically bought it online digitally, what was that like? What made you make the jump into buying an investment in Scottsdale instead of like Vancouver or Calgary or any other city, first of all? And then the second thing is, what was your experience in purchasing that investment? So we just, uh, so I had a few investment properties in Sweden already, and I, I uh, felt that if we were going to live over here, to have like a bunch of stuff like so far away would not make, make, 
makes sense, right? So I want, wanted something close, something that I can touch and like something that I can manage. Uh, so we, uh, the first thought was just to do like long-term rental, but then we dove like right into the Airbnb market and like found out what was going on down here and like how much profit you can make. And we just geared up with like 10 different like short-term rental books and everything. And we, 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 we like read as much as we could and like try to gather like as much of information that we could. Right. And, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, we're a year and a half in and, uh, or a year in and, uh, the stuff that's happened with COVID has like put a little bit of dent in it, but I wouldn't say like we're still profitable now and we're still making money. It's just like uh, the whole world lost lost money overnight, right? So and yeah, yeah we're definitely not not alone. Wasn't just you guys. Yeah, I know it's been absolutely insane uh, the the past few months, and to know that. Again, we're going to get over this is just so key when it comes to that type of situation. There's a few things that you said that really stood out to me, Eddie, was the first one you mentioned right off the bat about the journey um, being greater than the goal. That's really cool. And I think about when it, when we're thinking about people who are looking to, I don't want to just say invest in real estate, but are thinking about finding ways to build a future for themselves financially. Uh, real estate is one of those things that people look at and they're always like, okay, I'm going to do this or I'm going to get there. But you mentioned another thing, which was that you and Joanne ripped into 10 books or a bunch of books in doing so. So you went through the process of finding a place. You said, I wanted to be close to home. Um, you did the research to understand that Airbnb might be a better investment for you guys. And then additionally speaking, you've also known that there were going to be some bumps and bruises and it doesn't even bother you or phase you. So that's, re- that's really interesting to, to hear that. What makes you have that comfort, comfortability with going forward with that, even in the face of some adversity or maybe not knowing as much? Like what makes you comfortable just jumping in the water like that? No, but I mean, that's just life in general. I mean, uh, the, the thing with like the books and everything too, it's like the books or like the podcast or like there's so much different information out there right now right and and that information is is there for us to learn from people that have gone through the different stages before and like so we learn from their mistakes so we don't have to make the same mistakes so uh, that's what i like about it and 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 i so i so i've never had an issue with trying new things and like seeing what's going to work for me and everything like the thing is that if you're just scared and you never jump like you're going to fail anyway right so so why not fail trying and like learn from your mistakes and like 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 evolve that way that's so key man one of the things that i found from a lot of the clients or people that i've worked with that reach out to me is it's kind of like decision fatigue um there's too many ideas there's too many options there's too much information and then they want to analyze everything so deep that they don't do anything at all so just referencing back to the investment that you made here in scottsdale 
just thinking about it from a mindset standpoint, what made you comfortable that it was the right move? Was it just like lower than you wanted to spend? Was it you just felt like this is the right time? Just to, again, put my mind inside of someone who's just looking at making their first investment like this. Yeah, I mean, for me, when I make the purchase to make an investment property, like like the numbers just have to make sense for me, right? And 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 when I looked at the numbers, the numbers made sense. And uh, talking to other people in similar positions that have been gone through what I was going to go through, like they said that it's so worth it, right? And 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 uh, that's what made me so comfortable, like like. Uh, the biggest scare that I had was that I didn't know a lot about the Airbnb platform and everything. Right. But I tried to learn for as much as I could, because there's like so many different tips and tricks like around to to maneuver that website. So uh, that worked out like a lot better than I thought it would too. So yeah. That's interesting. So you, you bought that investment property and then you actually went and got licensed as a real estate agent. Um, I think shortly after that, right. Cause you bought it with someone else and then became a licensed. Yeah. Yeah. Since you've been working as a real estate agent, are you working, do you teach people or do you talk to people about real estate as an investment or is that part of your practice or are you more focused on just the, the product as a whole? Like what's your focus in business? Both, both. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, basically a little bit everywhere right now. I'm doing a little bit of commercial real estate too. And, 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 uh, and just, uh, uh, the biggest thing when it comes to like the Airbnbs and stuff is to educate pe- people. Right. And, 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 uh, uh, that's why it's so beneficial that I've been in their situations and I've like got, gone, gone through those, those exact feelings that they're feeling. And I've like started everything from like the start. Right. And, 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 uh, that's what they always say with investment pro- properties too. Like, like the first one is the hardest one, but like, once you get the first one in, like it's just going to get easier and easier. Yeah, absolutely. Crack the egg and then you're all in. So when you became a, a real estate agent from there, I guess my question on is kind of going back to the Scottsdale piece, because we talked about this briefly before you guys moved to Scottsdale instead of a lot of other cities, like say, you know, similar ones like Palm Springs. And you had mentioned to me before that there are a lot more Canadians that are moving down to Scottsdale and moving to that location, that area for a variety of reasons, sometimes investments, sometimes, you know, second properties. Why do you think Scottsdale is becoming such a hot spot for people to move down to? So I think that you have everything you need here. I mean, Palm Springs is a little bit of an older community, right? And, and uh, here you have everything that they have in Palm Springs, but you have uh, like, the great restaurants you have like the clubs like uh, people that come here for like the first time they're like oh my god this is like like a mini las vegas right and like 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 scottsdale is really like like a mini miniature las vegas when it comes to old town and like and 
that's what I like about it too, because you can have both. Like you can have like a little bit of party if you're into that, but you can also have like the hiking and like the nature and the golf and right. So, so like, uh, to me, we have everything here except beaches. <laughs> That's what you get the pools for, right? You'll sell a house with a pool. Yep. Um, so uh, yep. when, you, when you're thinking about, uh, I guess, in the real estate piece, your experience year to date after about a year, do you find that most people are coming from other cities to move to Scottsdale? Are they buying it for themselves or an investment? Like what's been most of your experience so far to date? Yeah, uh, so I would say both. Like, so I do deal with a lot of locals that are just, uh, just upgrading or or downsizing or or whatever, right? So, uh, there is a ton of Canadians that are mo- mo- moving down here. Uh, there is a lot of people from like New York, North Carolina. Uh, there's a lot from California. Uh, the recent study that I had, that I had was there's 200 people a day that moves here from California. So wow, that's just crazy. Yeah, just tired of the traffic, man. I imagine. Just yeah, tired of the traffic. yeah. Um. So okay. So obviously we're are, we're located up in the Vancouver area, and uh, we talk to a lot of our clients who are looking for places to invest outside of uh, Vancouver. Sometimes it's for a second home, but they want those vacation properties to pay for themselves. We hear people yeah. talking about cities like well, I should say countries like Mexico along the coast. We hear about uh, places in California. We hear about Palm Springs and and other places within BC. But Scottsdale is something that's been coming up more and more and more. Actually, one of my both of my partners went down and visited for the uh, Waste Management Golf Classic last year. Yeah, and they both came back saying, "I'm buying a house down there." Um, we we have we have a couple of real estate agent partners that we work with who actually are trying to build out and pilot a program to help people buy down there. So. Okay, you've got some someone who's maybe uh, middle-aged and they're thinking about buying a house down there. Where should they even start? Like, what would be the first couple of considerations that you would recommend? Well, like, the first thing would be, like, what kind of lifestyle that they want, right? And is it, like, a second home or is it more like an investment property? Like, uh, when we're talking investment properties, uh, the homes down and around old towns seem to be the ones that are doing uh, the best, right? So uh, when you're looking at second homes, then that would probably be like, yeah, what kind of lifestyle? Like, do you want to golf every single day? Like, do do you like to hike? Um, when spring training goes on here, in March, like, like, do you like to be close to like a certain team, a certain stadium that you're following, right? So yeah, there's, there's a, a ton that goes into that. A lot of different thoughts on that. So what if someone was in a position where they were going to use it for uh, an investment property for themselves? I guess maybe you've had this happen uh, or worked with a client of this nature before. What type of return on investment are you seeing? Again, assuming this is a short-term investment because that's been a lot of our conversations about Airbnb and what does that look like? What's a typical return on investment in terms of dollars and cents that you would see um, in a monthly basis for a lot of the properties that you're mentioning here in Old Town? So it varies a lot. And again, think this is US dollar, not Canadian, right? But uh, we... uh, do see that 
homes in just the month of March can make like 20, 20 grand, right? And that pretty much pay, pays for your mortgage the rest of the year, right? So uh, I would say that the busy months like uh, February, March, April, May, which are like the busiest months for us, we make around uh, between 10 and 20 grand a month. Uh, and uh, then the rest of the months are between two and five grand. Okay, so like, basically, if we do the math on that, that, and these are properties around five to $700,000, right? Yeah, probably around like, if, Four hundred to five fifty, like around there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I think you just nailed the nailed it off the head right away. Like a twenty thousand dollar month pays for almost your entire year right off the bat. So if you were someone that was looking to have like four months down in Scottsdale and then eight months rented, as long as you leave those key months out, you can do pretty well. Even if you rent it out to yourself for a week or whatever, right? So that's kind of neat. For sure. Um. So you know, moving on from the investment piece you've there's a lot of really cool things i picked up from what you said i don't know if you picked them all up but uh the first thing was just <laughs> jumping in and having the goal in mind and talking a lot about the journey um you mentioned a lot about uh the fact that uh, you read books so that you didn't make the mistakes that other people made ahead of time um and you also mentioned a piece about regret so i want to jump that into going all in in your new career as a real estate agent i've seen that um you've obviously jumped on a lot of other podcasts and a lot of videos and You've been putting out a lot of content and a lot of quotes and a lot of interesting things that I picked up from what you said. It just seems like you've got a positive mindset. How do you keep that mindset up, especially knowing how tough of a grind this business can be? <laughs> yeah, but like, that's like the part of it, right? Like, you're only taking one step at a time and I'm not thinking like, like what's on the other side of this hill. I'm like thinking like just what's in front of me this day right and I'm just uh, uh, the thing that helped me a lot too was uh, so I started to write like a, a goal book like like each and every single day right and 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 uh, on one side of this book I have my goals they could be like short term long term they could be uh, goals that I've already accomplished, right? Uh, and on the other side, uh, on the same book, that's where I have my like daily schedule, right? Like, this is what I have to do today. This is what I have to accomplish. And like, just having those two side by side, like, reminds me all the time, like what I'm fighting for too, right? That's interesting. And now is there is there a name for this book or is it just a blank book that you're writing in? It's just a blank book. Yeah. Yeah. Where, and where it, did you come up with that from? Uh so I read uh, Grand Cardone's 10X rules uh, and uh, that's like the other thing that I want to say here too is that like uh the goals that I'm writing I'm not writing them as I am going to accomplish them. Like I'm writing them as I've already accomplished them. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, saying with, with like a phrase, okay, let's take an example. 
I am healthy or like I make this amount of dollars each year or uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that book. <laughs> That's so cool, man. Were you doing this before when you were in your uh, previous career or is this something that you just know? No, just now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, uh, regret like a little bit that I didn't take advantage of all the time that I had when I played to like more prepare myself. Right. But, 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 uh, uh, the thing is that I'm still just 32 years old and I'm starting like a brand new career and everything and I know what I want to do so so I mean I got nothing to complain about man that is so cool and I feel like we could take that in, in a in a completely unique uh, direction in this conversation one I'd say that applies to anyone in any stage of their life just the fact that whether you're 32 42 or 82 you have an opportunity to start something up the second thing is to write down your goals. So I think this really speaks to our audience. So a lot of our audience is uh, people in the real estate industry, real estate agents, and also people who are thinking of buying or investing in real estate. And I think it's important to note that you just said, you know, write your goal as if it was in mind. So if you were to buy an investment property today, would you be have a goal that you already have that property and it's already doing having certain results and it's already doing certain numbers? Would you do something like that? Yes, yes. And like a the big goal that I have with like the passive, the passive income, right. Is that I already have like a, like a, a, this, this many properties that I want. And like, this is the dollar amount that I want to make each year on each. Right. So, yeah. That's awesome. Do you know that number? Can you share that with us? Yeah, so my long-term goal is that I want to make a, a million dollars a year in passive income. Okay, all right. Well, that's not bad. How long of a, how long of a long-term goal is that? I'd love to put a number behind that. It might be five years. It might be 50 years. I don't okay. know yet. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I thought I was putting a little pressure on you there on that one. Um, so let's, uh, let's transition this over to your real estate business. Eddie, um, if I was to call you again in three years from today, what does your business look like at that time? Are you, are you still just Eddie Lack working on investment and uh, other types of properties? Do you have a team? Uh, do you have a company? What is your goals at that time? What does it look like then? Yes. Uh, so my goals uh, for for my real estate is to within the next six months uh, to start a team. Uh, and the reason why I haven't started one yet is basically because I want to make sure that I pr uh, like give enough value to the people that I hire for them to be happy. Like. Uh, so I don't want to, I basically don't want to be one of these guys that are hiring uh, just for the sake of hire. And like, then uh, the people that you hire, they're not happy. And then it goes six months and they go somewhere else. Right. Uh, I want to be able to just build something sustainable that uh, benefits me equally as it benefits the people that I work with. 
Awesome. That's fantastic. All right. So thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. I kind of threw you on the spot. I didn't ask you that ahead of time. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. No, it's awesome, dude. Uh, so, so, Hey man, I got I, just a couple more questions. And I'll let you get back. Cause I know you got a big dog walk to get onto tonight and uh, mother's <laughs> day. So got some, some work to get out there. Um, r- really quickly on the, uh, again, on the real estate agent side, I, I want to ask you just for some fun. What's the, the most ridiculous thing that's happened so far in your career? Can you think of any one thing? <laughs> or embarrassing. Well, you say embarrassing. <laughs> I like that. Anything you could share? Uh, the first house that I was ever going to show uh, and uh, there was a lockbox on there and I couldn't get the lockbox open, right? And I stood there and I tried and I tried and I tried and like my clients were right next to me and I'm just like, I'm sorry, this usually doesn't happen, right? But I had no idea because like this was my first first showing. So uh, that turned out that uh, the agent of the listing, she had to drive like another 20 minutes, like meet me and stuff. To that's awesome but, i'm sure yeah. i'm sure you're not alone there on that one i think i've heard of that no. one a few agents so but i must <laughs> imagine it's feel pretty embarrassing at the time okay so if you're 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 you're, talk, you're thinking about starting a, a team in a few months so you're gonna have to mentor people or train people and help them in, some yeah. in their career and what that, what that looks like what do you think is the biggest lessons or one lesson however many you like that you would share someone who's maybe struggling a little bit right now and they want to start kicking some serious ass in their career in the real estate industry? I mean, there's a few things. Like uh, first, uh, when I uh, started off and I transitioned from hockey and everything, like my thing was that like, like when I talked to people before, it was so easy to say that I was a hockey player, right? And it was so uh, like weird now to explain to people that I was in real estate all of a sudden. So uh, just just go with it because like the more people that know that you're 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 like in the real estate space, the more success you're going to have. So that's number 1. Uh number 2 is that uh a lot of agents don't realize this, but we actually don't sell homes. Like when you're a real estate agent, you sell two things. You you sell advice and you sell the experience, right? Like, like that's the two things that you're going to have to work on and get better at, like just the overall experience for, for, for your customers. Right. So when I do start a team, like I want to be able to like provide them with enough leads and enough advice from my part that like they feel like they're happy. Right. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that, buddy. Listen, I I think I learned from sitting down with you or just while I guess virtually chatting with you today (laughs) that uh, you're actually a pretty introspective guy. Um, I think if someone didn't get a chance to hear you and listen to you and chat with you, they might just think you're happy-go-lucky. But uh, it's clear to me that (laughs) you've, and you're that too, for sure, man. But uh, behind the scenes, there's definitely a ton of work and a ton of uh, energy and a lot of sweat that's gone into getting you to where you're at today, which is really, really cool. So 
Um, what would be the best way that you'd suggest that someone reach out to you if they wanted to connect with you about uh, investing into real estate or buying real estate uh, in Scottsdale, Eddie? Uh, so I would either say just email me at, at, at eddie at kennethjamesrealty.com or uh, my Instagram is uh, at Eddie Lack Realtor or real estate agent at Eddie Lack Real Estate, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we'll link it up on the podcast one way or another. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the two. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> That's awesome, buddy. That's awesome. Um, Eddie, dude, thank you so much for, um, for connecting with us today, man. I'm sure a lot of people are going to get a lot of value out of your conversation and actually a lot of the tips and I'm walking away with a lot of feedback. So thank you very much, sir, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me.